Hello again, this is the Asquith Hour, episode 18. The format is going to be the same as last time. This is the second part of the Cuba Libre Hombre experience, and we'll have some more music from the wonderful Pablo Forcade. Enjoy. Yeah, I left that honking on purpose. This is the 18th episode. I've been trying different formats and different types of content and even different ways of delivering with my voice and stuff. I'm starting to get some feedback from a few friends, but if you've had the misfortune of actually hearing all 18 episodes, or even if you've just arrived for the last couple, any comments are gratefully received, however disparaging they are. At the moment, I'm trying to work my way through various conflicting suggestions in terms of what the content and delivery ought to look like. This is a work in progress. Please give me a hand and be a part of that. I'm looking to find a sweet spot between being deep and intelligent enough to be interesting and not run-of-the-mill, to try and give a different take on some of the things I'm seeing and reading, whether it's on my travels or in current affairs and such and also to do something engaging and fun and lively. The problem at the moment seems to be that each of these episodes is either one or the other. I'm still quite happy to co-host one or several episodes or do something more interactive, so please feel free to be my guest. And now on with the show. Let's start with another piece of music from Pablo. Mis sufrimientos Si te contara La inmensa amargura Que llevo tan dentro La triste historia Que noche tras noche De dolor y penas Llena mi alma, surge en mi memoria como una condena. Si lo supieras, te importaría si te contara que en mí ya no queda ni luz ni alegría. Que tu recuerdo es el daño más triste que me hago yo mismo por vivir soñando con que tú regreses arrepentida. Si tú supieras mis sufrimientos Si te contara la inmensa amargura que llevo tan dentro La triste historia que noche tras noche de dolor y penas Llena mi alma, surge en mi memoria como una condena 
si lo supieras te importaría si te contara que en mí ya no quedan ni luz ni alegría que tu recuerdo es el daño más triste que me hago yo mismo por vivir soñando con que tú regreses arrepentida Living in Trinidad for the last few weeks has given me a quite different appreciation of what Cuban life really looks like for the people here beyond what the tourists normally see. Now having said that I'm well aware that Trinidad is probably one of the more relatively wealthy and middle-class towns but still everybody has the same day-to-day -day struggles. The queues for basic items, the crazy disparity between government prices with total scarcity and the actual price on the street and amazing depth of the black market of the same product and the knock-on effects that this has on all parts of Cuban life. So for example if you are trying to build a house you either can't get cement at all because the government supplier just doesn't have any or you have to buy it on the black market where it works out to be a multiple as expensive as from the government store and it's still even more expensive than you might pay in London or Tel Aviv or New York for the same material. I've been pondering why it is that with the kind of chaos we're seeing, which as I've discussed in previous episodes is greatly exacerbated by the pandemic, four years of much tighter sanctions under Trump and the abandonment of the CUC in favour of just having the CUP You'll have to go back to one of the early episodes to learn more about that. That most people seem to just be happy to stick with this regime. And I know they don't have a huge amount of choice. It's not like they can vote it out at the ballot box. I think a lot of Cubans look around the rest of the Caribbean and Latin America and they realise that this may not be ideal, but it's still an awful lot better than being Haiti or the Dominican Republic or Venezuela right now. There's a sense of better the devil you know. And of course it's not all downside. There are some definite benefits to Cuban societal structure. There's relatively little institutional or day-to-day -day racism or sexism, for example. Yes, it's Latin America and so there's plenty of machoism. Insofar as there is some kind of hierarchy in Cuban society and a sort of proxy for a class structure, there is some correlation that the bottom of that structure definitely is overrepresented with people of colour. And Cuba's quite interesting because it's hard to say that they haven't had the same opportunities. They, they have. There is to some extent a geographical disadvantage that the majority of people of colour in Cuba are towards the east of the island, and that is less where the main commerce and the main tourism industries are so you could argue that it's going to take more generations of mixing geographically before the race component will be resolved but I don't think it's because of racism per se I think that there's a different kind of lack of opportunity 
that is just a sort of quirk of geographical fate. And Cubans are unsurprisingly not that mobile. People don't own cars, the roads are crap, the trains don't run at the moment, you can't get a domestic flight most of the time. So it's not that easy for somebody of any race or creed at one end of the island to decide, well, I'll just up sticks and try my luck somewhere else. And Cuba is much bigger than you think it is. It's the biggest island in the Caribbean. It's several hundred miles long. All of which seems like a good moment to introduce the next song, which involves a little Kol Isha. <laughs> on my travels. I left Soroa and headed out to Vinales. I made it through several checkpoints where they asked me how long I'd been here, where was my PCR. They were a little bamboozled that any tourists were left. It's like they're determined to flush us out of here. I can completely see why everybody says to come here. It's quite beautiful. It's just lush scenery like something out of Lord of the Rings or Jurassic Park wonderful subtropical palm trees growing on these ludicrous steep-sided hills that are called mogotes and lovely tobacco farms and coffee plantations and tropical fruits everywhere it's quite something and i'm staying in a beautiful house that was built by a french lady in modern and rather delightful tastes. She also turns out to be a pretty excellent cook, which is just as well because there's a curfew here after 8pm. So I've just had my second night's supper and I'm stuffed to the gills and sitting on a hammock in the backyard recording this. And 
This is a very fitting way for me to wrap up my trip. Given that Cuba appears, at least from the outside, to be something of a closed society, it's amazing how many people I've come across here who are foreigners married to Cubans, and then they've chosen to live in Cuba rather than in the so-called free and liberal West of the other half of the couple. It's very peculiar. Despite all of the hardships and quirks of Cuban society, there's just still so much going for this place. It has great weather, it has passion, it has surprisingly good food, albeit sometimes lacking a little bit in diversity. And I think maybe what draws people to living in Cuba is that there's a little bit more simplicity about life here. Once you take away that constant sense of being glued to a screen and the rat race and the materialism that we have in the West, it allows you to see things in a simpler way. And that's not an advert for communism, but it is an advert for moderation. This is obviously too far the other way in too many senses. That's to say that whilst in the West we clearly have what we've come to accept as the paradox of choice, here there is a lack of choice which raises its own paradoxes. People still have a huge amount of personal freedoms, but within an overarching structure that is ridiculously restrictive. And that brings us to a song which is, I think from the lyrics, a bit like Brothers in Arms, but local style. Yo tengo tantos hermanos que no los puedo contar Gente de mano caliente Por eso de la amistad Con un lloro pa' llorarlos Con un gesto pa' rezar Con un horizonte abierto Que siempre está más allá Y esa fuerza pa' buscarlos Con tesón y voluntad Cuando parece más cerca Es cuando se aleja más Yo tengo tantos hermanos Que no los puedo contar Y así seguimos andando Curtidos de soledad Nos perdemos por el mundo, nos volvemos a encontrar Y así nos reconocemos en el lejano mirar Por las coplas que volvemos, semillas de inmensidad Y así seguimos andando Curtidos de soledad Y en nosotros nuestros muertos Pa' que nadie, nadie quede atrás Yo tengo tantos hermanos Que no los puedo contar Y una hermana muy hermosa Que se llama Libertad I was taken out today into the Silent Valley, which is the area behind the town of Vinales. It's a World Heritage Site, 
and as such they try and keep things organic also because they simply don't own any machinery so things are really done in an old-fashioned way i watched oxen plowing a field with the plow being a sort of wooden triangle tied to the oxen and the guy standing on the back almost like he was jet skiing on mud pulled by cows it was highly effective and fascinating to watch they asked if i wanted to have a go i firmly declined we had a great hike and saw a pile of fascinating different things vinales really is a do not miss if you come to cuba and we wound up at this great little farmstead and on this farm they grow their own coffee which i got to try and it was stupendous and of course they grow tobacco which is really what the whole area of vinales is famous for they take the tobacco leaves and they dry them themselves 90 percent of the dried leaves are given over to the government and these are taken off to the brand name factories that you would know such as monte cristo and coiba and partagas and they turn them into the cigars that you can buy around the world contrary to the myth these are generally not rolled on the thighs of corpulent cuban women anymore and it's fairly industrial it involves chemicals and things that make them preserve and have a nice color and some uniformity to them and that affects their flavor and also how good they are for you now the spine of these whopping great leaves is where 85 percent of the nicotine content is so the cuban government much like every other cigar and cigarette manufacturer wants you to be addicted so of course they leave that spine in and they give it extra treatment to make it nice and soft so it blends in with the cigar the 10 percent that the farmers get to keep for themselves they roll by hand it's genuinely more organic and they don't have access to those chemicals or the scale or the machinery necessary anyway so they use a local treatment of honey and fruit juices to provide some of the fermentation and preservation process and they strip out this spine so what you're smoking here has 15 percent of the normal level of nicotine which means that that sort of seasickness that a lot of us i think get who don't smoke anything regularly and then want to have a good truth on a nice cigar at someone's wedding or whatever that we would normally get you just don't get it and i know that because naturally i had to try one before lunch then after the gigantic and quite magnificent lunch that included fried chicken and i got to watch that chicken's brothers and sisters wander past me as i was eating i naturally felt obliged to buy a whopping great box of them along with some of their beautiful ground coffee and also honey from the local bees which are called earth bees there is a tradition that was made very popular by che Guevara, who incidentally was a doctor so i'm sure he knew that this was medicinal he used to dip the mouth end of his cigars into honey to add a little more flavor and an extra barrier against nicotine and some of the other toxins that were in these cigars knowing what i know now about how cigars are made and having already invested in a box of 25 monte cristos and 25 cohibas i'm going to lay down a challenge to see who actually listens to this effing podcast the first 50 of you who meet me in person and quote this podcast can choose from a perfectly delicious cohiba or monte cristo because i'm not going to smoke them i'm going to enjoy the organics instead and now for our next piece of music
mi cariño te hace falta, aunque quieras o no, yo soy tu dueño. Yo quiero que te bailes por el mundo, yo quiero que conozcas mucha gente, yo quiero que te ves en otros labios para que me compares. Hoy como siempre, si encuentras un amor que te comprenda y sientas que te quiera más que a nadie, entonces yo daré la media vuelta. Miré con esto cuando muera la tarde. Yo quiero que te vayas por el mundo Y quiero que conozcas mucha gente Yo quiero que te besen otros labios Para que me compares hoy como siempre Si encuentras un amor que te comprenda y sientas que te quiero más que a nadie, entonces yo daré la media vuelta y me iré con el sol cuando muera la tarde. Entonces yo daré la media vuelta y me iré con el sol cuando muera la tarde. That concludes today's broadcast. Join me in Havana for episode 19 and the third part of Cuba Libre Hombre before I make it back to Europe and hopefully Israel. Have a great night. <laughs>